Yes. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. Oh, that's going to be the dirtiest intro we've had so far. <laughs> it really won't be. Oh, Lord, bless us all. No, uh, I am... Uh, as is my way, I decided to come up with some sassy introductions for us. So, of course, I am your host, Matt Moore, who is basically one sandwich away from fat. Uh, with us, we also have the mother flark and Nick Fury of the group, Eric. Hey, Say hello, hi. Eric. There we go. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Does gosh. that mean I have to purr and stuff? Oh, I really wish you wouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also have our clean-cut All-American, or in this case, All-Canadian Boy Scout, uh, Shouse. Hey. Aw. You like that one? I like I'll, that. I'll, Military, ready to I'll go. I'll scratch you and tear out your eye. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we also have with us the man that loves to drain a glass, throw it on the ground, and demand another hawk. Yo. How are you, kids? Come on, man. Thor that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to hear glass smashing. <laughs> he's like i just got back from the movies i'm so tired <laughs> i am tired yeah and to round to round up our usual suspects we have the man whose secret is he's always angry steve mm, yeah that's, that's good that's good so like, i see that was a saving just for you sir that's good steve's like, like that's not a secret <laughs> yeah it's the worst kept secret but sure yeah, yeah i'll go with it um we also Bye. have a special guest host this week uh, and when trying to think of a, a, a suitable introduction for her, the best one I can come with is she is Jen. I like it. You 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 walk you walk a safe line, my friend. That is hey. very. She's she's just she's just gonna smile at us. She's gonna smile <laughs> like. It's like, what the hell did I agree to? How many to? different intonations can I use for I am Jen? Well, you've got about an hour. <laughs> you've got about an hour's worth of podcast, yeah. so we'll try to field test that one at the end. An hour. Oh lord. Um, <laughs> So Jen, as is tradition here on Geeks with Kids, uh, what is your what is your uh, your geekdom, your pedigree, your as as Eric likes to say, why are you here? <laughs> That's on you guys. That ain't on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I guess it sounds kind of dumb to say like jack of all, master of none. But I don't think I have one set thing that I'm really into. I have several things that I'm like halfway into and then I, I give up. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> like most women. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there goes our uh, female fans. Uh, oh boy. Wait, female I, fan? I think you mean fan. <laughs> it was me. Sorry, um, Mallory. <laughs> oh, <it> was- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I know when it was young, still now, but mostly when it was young, um, a lot of Tolkien um that's kind of where it rooted when it got into really delving into stuff nice and like getting to know way too much about it um nowadays yes i'm on the the mcu not so much on the comics i'm in the position where i i kind of know stuff but i haven't gone in and read all the comics i just kind of know stuff that happened in them so the mcu was a nice way for me to kind of like take stuff i generally knew and like get to see it finally um a Whedonite for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. back from Buffy original. So, mm-hmm. and video games, but again, like mostly delegated to RPGs at this point. Well, that's great. Hey, Jen, I hear you're also a, oh, a big okay. fan of, uh, of anime and sassy South Korean romantic comedies. I have been known to watch a certain degree of slow motion falls. 
um, <laughs> caught by handsome Korean men. Finally, <laughs> 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 uh, we have an expert in that area. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> No, a little bit of anime, the occasional K-drama. I'm guilty. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jen, you went to Mac, right? I did go to Mac, So we're all definitely masters of none. (laughs) 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 Especially if you went into multi paid for it. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by. (laughs) Um, And I suppose at the interest of full disclosure, uh, Jen is also... uh, relatively well knowledge in comics things because she is and um, i need to say this properly my wife your wife <laughs> there yeah. it is there it is <laughs> there it is and that's the last time i'm gonna say that this hour Thank you. <laughs> i i won't i'll keep saying it at the timer that's fine she is your wife she's <laughs> <laughs> a my wife <laughs> oh, okay. yeah so yeah, yeah, so, yeah all, all, is... all the other wives that have shown up on this podcast have never come back yeah so, no, so for those no, dutiful, li- be nice to me. <laughs> for the dutiful <laughs> listeners we have, this, this is the wonderful woman that I was able to con into marrying me. That mm-hmm. puts up with my, to quote Eric, excessive movie collection. Well, I don't um, think it was excessive. Remember, you I'm said ex- three I'm the one who said that you should have more. That's <laughs> yeah. true. But we always, right. we always suggest more. That's true. Don't help him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought Space <laughs> Camp two weeks ago. The show yeah. is all about enabling. <laughs> I've been watch- I watched that the, the other day. I love Space Cam. I forgot how amazing it was. Tate Donovan, there's a reason why he's Hercules. Mm. <laughs> okay, All then. right. So, friends, this week, uh, in other geekly news, we are deci- we have decided collectively to uh, have a little discussion about Marvel's latest uh, foray into the cinematic field, Captain Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Before we start, uh, do we yes. want to do like a discussion um, without spoilers and then move into that, or are we just going all out? I just want I to think um, if, if we have an honest discussion, we have to get into spoilers. Yeah. So spoilers I on think. the way. And, okay. and realistically, by the by the time this comes out, for those that are listening, it'll have been out for close to a month. If you sure. haven't seen the movie by then, shame on you. Go see it. Two yeah. weeks. It came and out last week. I want a warning right. right now, too. Yes, but it's going to be at least a week before this comes out. Spoiler this- alert for everyone. This Thursday, it'll come out. <laughs> oh, no, we, that's going back in time, dude. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> or back oh, in wait, the future you're, you're saying my editing, hey. Was... Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, Thursday. No uh-huh. <laughs> or Friday. We'll see. <laughs> Either way. Sunday, it's been, been about three weeks since the movie came out. So there will be some spoilers if you haven't seen the movie Turn this off, put it on pause, go watch the movie, come back and pick it up. We'll wait. Yeah. Or you okay, can listen. welcome back. <laughs> you can also listen to us and then say say how wrong we are. So, you know. You could. That works too. Find yeah. us all online. Tell us we're wrong. We will fight you. Verbally, uh, of course. Geeks with Kids uh, CN at, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I'm just going to kind of open it up uh, for just general thoughts on the film. Uh, Jen, I'm going to throw it to you as our esteemed guest. Uh, what were your general thoughts of the film? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, overall, I liked it. I wouldn't go so far as to say, you know, it's not my top five MCU, but I thought it did a good job. Um, essentially, it was a plot driver. And, you know, the more and more I thought about it, it's a really good film. I'm wondering how much I would like the film if it wasn't directly related to the entire canon of the last 10 years. Mm. Um 
-hmm. if we didn't know every single thing that we now currently know and I were to watch the movie without all the little tidbits and the knowledge I don't know if I would like it as much Mm -hmm. um but you never know uh that being said it wasn't a bad film um one thing I appreciated with all the marketing I've I kind of went in going it's just going to be like a vomit of 90s nostalgia and obnoxious you know girl power to excess and it wasn't which I appreciated Mm -hmm. so I thought it it took the ideas and didn't you know, overdo it, which was really nice. So yeah. I'd say good. Yeah, no, for I, sure. <clears throat> Agreed. I agree. Yes. Um, Mr. Shouse, what are your yeah. thoughts on this lovely cinematic gem? Okay. I, I had a good time in this movie. Um, I didn't know anything about the character going into it. Like I've, I, I've, hadn't read any of the comics. I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel, just that I had heard, you know, from the end of infinity war that, um, that she's supposed to be important and that she's supposed to be powerful. So going into it thinking, okay, you know, I, I'm excited to see this new character that apparently is powerful enough to fight Thanos. Um, what are they going to do with it, with the film? And, and I had a great time all the way through. And, and I mean, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about some of those, um, yeah, like you had mentioned, Jen, some of the, the, the girl power or, or some of the feminist themes, but it was interesting to see that at no point in this movie um, was she looking, was there any kind of a, a romance or love interest for the yeah. character? Which, which I thought was interesting because, you know, that, that, that kind of thing uh, doesn't typically happen. You usually have, you know, some kind of, a, a, of an interest somewhere. And, and, and for this one, it was just sort of let's push the story forward. It doesn't matter if the character's a, a man or a woman. Uh, we're, we're pushing the story forward. And, and, and it was, I enjoyed it for that. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah. It definitely passed the infamous Bechtel test hands mm-hmm. down. Mm. All right, Mr. Hawkser, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's a good film. Um, Probably not the best in the MCU, in that, but definitely uh, it's a solid entry. Um, I think it focused quite a bit on her. On I, I again, as mentioned, there was no love interest in that. I think that allowed it to focus primarily on her and not have to cut yeah. away to you know some other separate side story. Um, Brie Larson's great. Uh, I think we talked about her the other night, and that she's just I, she she's always been a solid actress, and that I've kind of followed her ever since. Uh, mm-hmm. United States of Tara. I don't know if anybody was familiar with that show. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Great show. Dennis. She was fantastic in that. And, uh, and she was in Scott Pilgrim too. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim, yes. uh, the league. Uh, she, she's yeah. on community. So she's one of the many community people that have been in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, uh, a solid movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, we really have to get into some of these uh, plot points and that, cause I think uh, besides that, there were some bi- there were some big changes in that. Uh, I think we all mm-hmm. need to discuss. Oh, we will for sure. Yeah. Um, Steve, initial thoughts. Um, yeah, I think I agree with everything that everyone said. I probably uh, didn't enjoy it as much as everybody. Everybody, but even so, I, you know, I it's not much I can criticize about the film. Like when we start to talk about the little things, it's just really nitpicky things. I think I think the marketing uh, was very bad for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as Jen was saying, like, I, I think we were all pleasantly surprised, uh, because, you know, there's also some controversies, uh, which I avoided, um, you know, ahead of the film, but I think the trailers were not, were not good. And, uh, yeah, so I think on the whole, it's a good movie, but yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of arguments to be made that outside of being a Marvel movie, I don't know that it's really that good a movie. And for me, it hit a lot of the, the, the hallmarks that you look for. In Marvel movies, but 
well, when we get into it, I kind of feel like it didn't really earn a lot of those things. So, so I enjoyed it. Um, it was, you know, visually fun, uh, some good jokes, but to me, it's like right in the middle, you know, of the list of Marvel movies. It's, it's not a bad thing, but I don't think it was a great movie. So there we go. Eric thoughts. Hi. Um, Hi. Were we, did, did you want to um, have the other guys talk about how familiar you were? They were with the character. I don't, I can't remember. Oh, sorry. If we were all doing that. Oh, that's, that's fair. Yeah. We can yeah. talk about your familiarity. Um, I, I can go into it if you want. Yeah, you, so, yeah, you lead off and then we'll kind of go backwards. Why not? Um, I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I do agree with everyone. I think it, it was sort of run of the mill, but that's not a bad thing because I put that around the the um, MCU universe of Doctor Strange, which I also very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, like, mm-hmm. not like Infinity War, but not like Thor 2 um, mm-hmm. or Iron yeah. Man 2 and 3. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. for me... Um, watching this movie was I think probably different than most of the people here. Cause I was a fan of the comics before, even when she was Miss Marvel, I liked the, the rebooted origin story that uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick did in what? 2013, mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. I can't remember um, before they did civil war two, which was horrible. Um, <laughs> they added a lot of that um, cockiness that they had in the rebooted character. A lot of the same powers. She's wearing the exact same suit pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to see. Um, I liked all the 90s nostalgia. It wasn't overdone, like everyone else has said. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's definitely one of those movies that I would show my kid, like, because I have two girls, mm-hmm. I would show them this because it's not too scary. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's just a fun, like, a little bit of a road trip movie. And, uh, you know, yeah. there, there, are, there are tons of Easter eggs for just the MCU fan. They they changed a lot of the mythology. Not a lot of the mythology. They changed some major things um, yeah. based on the comic. They, in in yeah. a good way. Like, I love mm-hmm. the... We'll talk about the Kree versus the Skrulls and how they changed yes. both of them. And mm-hmm. I think that... I thought it was great. Um, there are a lot of implications for Phase 4 and Infinity War, mm-hmm. though. Or not Infor- yeah. Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love. I thought it was great, and yeah. I have the soundtrack. You guys should download it too. It is definitely a killer soundtrack on the like on a level of like a Guardians of the Galaxy style soundtrack for just yeah. pure Agreed. nostalgia and awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, you should um, also if you guys like soundtracks like this, the Bumblebee soundtrack um, for the movie that came out in December is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, I do also, remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. Bumblebee, give it a chance. Yes. Bumble, Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone else, uh, just throw it to anyone else anyone else have a, a familiarity with the comic side of this uh, aside from the film or was it just this was like a fresh take that no one else really knew much about I'm, um, I wasn't ahead, oh, sorry I wasn't that familiar with Captain Marvel uh, my, the most of my, fami- uh, most of my familiarity with her character actually kind of was posthumously in that because uh, of the X-Men comics and that when uh, right. after Rogue uh, stole yeah. her powers Mm-hmm. And put her in a coma, and a aka coma. dead. Yes, yeah. I had always, I had always kind of assumed she was dead at that point. She, mm-hmm. they, she, they, she was originally, and then they were like, "Well, let's duke this up and mm-hmm. put her in a coma." Because yeah. <laughs> a part, a, a part of her in that uh, mentally uh, still stayed with Rogue, you know, but beyond, mm-hmm. beyond the powers mm-hmm. and that, she could also feel her presence, and you know, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Steve. Oh, um, I didn't read the uh, 2013 run, uh, which I'd like to. Uh, I am only familiar with the earlier versions. So, you know, I don't know that 
very much of that really translated into the movie. But you know what? I don't care. I, I like the version that they presented in the movie. So <laughs> if it's close to the 2013, great. Uh, really, I think they the way they changed the details of uh, her origin um, worked for the film. So it, it was fine. The The origin actually isn't the, the same in the movie for the comics. They yeah. did change it just for the movie. Um, yes. Pretty sure. much the whole Marvel thing, her taking the powers from Marvel, happened in the comic again, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, for all More intents and purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Too long to get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that, and that's funny, because that actually kind of brings me to uh, to to the next point I kind of wanted to cover, which is the, the changes that were made, the adjustments they made to put into the Marvel MCU, and what I like to classify as uh, at least one glaring plot hole that they have created because of this movie. Um, so yeah, like I guess we've already kind of covered the, uh, the origins of Carol Danvers in this particular version where she obviously got her powers, not by getting them from Marvel who in the comics traditionally has been male. And this was played by Annette Benning with a very deft hand. I might add. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, really, really good. Yeah, that's that's the one thing personally. I was I'm kind of really enjoying about the last little cycle of the Marvel films is that they're getting a lot of I don't want to say older actors, but like actors from the previous generation coming in to play these awesome cameo roles. I mean, we've had Stallone, yeah. we've had Michelle Pfeiffer, we've now had Annette Benning. It's kind of cool to see you know these veteran actors coming in and doing their little cameos for these very key roles. Uh, definitely makes it very entertaining for me. I like I like to say it's it MCU allows a lot of these actors to redeem themselves from more embarrassing superhero roles that they all took in the night. Yes, not, yeah, not all of them, but many of them have. You know, like Batman is now in the yeah. MCU, and um, mm-hmm. the Catwoman is now in the MCU. And- Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> Keaton was a great Batman. Let's be let's be honest. He was, yeah. he was a fun Batman. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, which means there's hope for Halle Berry yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I went there. That's true. Maybe not in the MCU. <laughs> no. <laughs> not in the MCU. <clears throat> DC can keep her. Um, well, they need they need some people again, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but there's there's one thing I figure we might as well talk about right now, and this is where, again, loyal listeners, where we're going to venture into the realm of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, again, I highly recommend pause the episode, go see the movie right away, come back and then listen to the episode when you leave the theater you'll know what we're talking about. Um, personally, I really kind of liked the fact that they, uh, they found a way to weave the Tesseract back into the mythology mm-hmm. as the source of the power. Yeah. That's, um, that, yeah. There, there, there's some high in, in implications that that's going to be um, the reason why she can go up against Thanos. Oh, mm-hmm. right. not even yeah. implications. They flat out said it in Infinity War, where it's, you know, Infinity Stones can destroy themselves. Yes, because they resonate on the same wavelength. So she now has the ability to destroy that Infinity Stone. Yeah, I, I guess this is where you know I, I could get a little nitpicky because I felt like um, you know maybe this is the case with some other superhero movies in the MCU. But I thought that her whole like gaining of the powers and uh, mm-hmm. her rise to becoming you know uh, Captain Marvel was a little bit sloppy. Like I, I don't understand how her powers work. I don't understand how the Tesseract mm-hmm. was related to the engine that exploded. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like little murkiness yeah. here. So well, we it, it's, funny, be- it's funny because the Tesseract was used by Hydra as well, right? To power their weapons in world war yeah. two. Mm-hmm. So sure. there is a way yeah. to use that power and siphon it off. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But to then make the association between her being connected to the space stone, that's a mm-hmm. huge leap, right? Because yeah. I grant you Hydra can create all kinds of machines. 
But mm-hmm. to make her now like somehow more powerful than a Hydra weapon, they mm-hmm. kind of glossed over a lot of stuff there, you know. So well, you know, it's, it's World War II technology, right? As yeah. well, like how how much could they have pulled out of there based on well, that? And sure. it's, but, and it's, the I mean, there's alien tech involved there. Like yeah. Marvel yeah, was, you know, yeah. fairly advanced. She was making a space time. Uh, and these mm-hmm. are these are the assumptions that we now have to debate, yeah. as opposed to the yeah. film very clearly. <laughs> clearly stating what her power level abilities mm-hmm. are and her power level is. I don't I think, think they wanted... Just, sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think it just becomes a matter of, uh, not unlike uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, who got her power from the Mind Stone. It was the Mind Stone? Mind Stone. The one in the staff. Um, yeah, whichever was in the... the that was the Mind was, Stone, yeah, the, yeah. It, yeah, it was the one that they gave, that ultimately went into Vision. Uh, we have a similar situation with Carol, where she directly absorbed the, the power of the Tesseract. So therefore, she has the same level of power. So it kind of puts her, just from a glance, it puts her and Wanda on the same power level. And we don't, we don't really know how powerful Wanda is, or how powerful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Marvel. another. Yeah, that's I, a, I feel like they're they're not they're not gonna show both of their major. Yeah, it's, it's sloppy, for, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, I, I agree, Stephen. It, it was kind of a well. And it's like uh, even Janet said, it's this is very much for me was a a plot device movie. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get an origin, but it's an origin with a purpose. It's not just we're going to introduce this character and then see where it goes. It's we're introducing this character because you need to know as much as you can about her because the next movie is going to rely on you knowing this about her for it to work. And well, she yeah, didn't. It was also she, accidental, wasn't it? Like the, the like the idea was that Carol Danvers was accidentally imbued with these powers, mm-hmm. whereas some of the other ones that were given powers from the Infinity Stone were actually like they tried to extract the power. Mm-hmm. So I'm and, wondering if yeah, that has any difference. like they had talked about that in, um, in the end credit scene uh, when we first saw uh, Wanda and her brother. And that mm-hmm. and they were the only ones who apparently survived the trials in that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very it was a it was a necessary workaround in that because as we know from the comics and that Wanda and Quicksilver were mutants in that. Yeah, um, yeah. So this and yeah, yeah, and Captain Marvel. She was uh, she had a little device on her neck that was you know. Draining her power, or at least not it putting was an her inhibitor. at her full power. Yeah, she yeah. had the inhibitor, yeah. yeah. Right? So she doesn't even know her full strength. You could, mm-hmm. like, in that first fight at the end when it breaks, she doesn't really know how to control her powers. Yeah. Or how to get yeah. to level 9,000, which I assumed her hair was going to change color because of that, <laughs> you know, the fire thing that was around her. Yeah. Like, she didn't go full Nova like she does in the comics, but I feel no. like we're going to see it in the next movie. They, mm-hmm. they definitely <laughs> hinted at it just with when she finally did have that first blast after she lost the inhibitor. It's like, okay, they're giving the nod here. Or even when she was flying, right? Like, yeah. she, she was just discovering her powers there. Like, we're not even at, mm-hmm. we're like at the beginning of that real origin yeah. of her powers. Yeah, it's, and it's true. And then that, you know, Given the fact that that movie took place in '93, I think 95, it was, 90, 95. 95. Remember 95. the Mallrats? So, oh, yeah. I, we're going to get actually, there. Don't worry. If I'm going to nitpick, that's that should have been in '94 that he was reading the script, not '95 yeah. on a trip. I feel like uh, it no, was 90, no, no. I think they said no. it was '93, '94. No, no, no. It was, know, it was, you know, it was '95. You know how I know this? Yeah. Because Melan- Kevin yes. Smith said it. Melancholy, melancholy, and the infinite sadness. The posters. There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, they so. actually say um, she got lost in 1989, and it's been six years later. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Kevin Smith was talking about how. Kevin Smith was talking about how he filmed the cameo near the end of production, so that was 95 mm-hmm. before it was released, right? So right, okay. right. It, it, it lines up with the. Okay. Recording. Okay. Um, oh, totally makes sense. Um, 
completely lost where I was going with this now. You're talking about the Correct. Tesseract being a plot, the like a, an issue with the plot, overall plot? Oh, no, the, te- no, the Tesseract, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the addition there. The plot hole that I have to talk about because it, it's irritated me since day one. And it's the first thing that Kevin Fahey said <laughs> after was post, post um, uh, release of the movie. Okay, I got to hear oh. this now. Was it the, the pager? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when she takes Fury's pager and then gives it back to him and says, here, use this for emergencies right. only. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. None of those one, are actually emergencies. <laughs> one would argue that a Chathari invasion of New York where they have hundreds of thousands of aliens and giant space worms and spaceships flying around, you might want to hit go on the beeper. I don't know. <laughs> Shot in the dark. Maybe you couldn't and, find it. Maybe it was it fell between the seat cushions. <laughs> uh, I know. But that just for me, that was the one thing where I was like, it just it was yeah, it was annoying. Cause I'm like, it, they make such a big deal of the pager, and because it was a big deal at the end of Infinity War. But if he, he's had this thing for 25 years and he never bothered to use it, like uh, you could argue that maybe with Ultron, but Ultron was really a Fury wasn't and Fury was in hiding. He couldn't make a big spectacle, but like all like Avengers, Avengers one, he was the forefront of the Earth's defense. Yes, yeah. you have a team of superheroes, but when you see that happening, <clears throat> that might be too much for them to handle. And you don't want to wait till they've gotten their asses whipped before you call in Carol. Yeah, like why wouldn't he have considered Carol to be part of that team of superheroes he was putting together? Especially since, as we saw at the end of the movie, he named that team after her. Uh. Yeah. Baby Goose had it. That was the solo movement of the uh, yeah. moment of the movie, like right there. Uh, <laughs> Counter arguments. Uh, has this but, issue come up before in other Marvel movies? Uh, yes. Even Ant Man yes. said the same. There's lots of continuity problems. Why not call mm-hmm. the Avengers? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they're off doing their thing, man. So Kevin Feige mm-hmm. said two things. Well, the, okay. this is the first interview he gave. He, he said that one, um, it has to be a real emergency, like a last ditch effort. Yeah, fair, whatever. I feel like that would also count, like Matt said. And the other thing is, um, he could have pressed it before, and she just didn't get there in time, and you know, called it off, whatnot. Um, mm. You can tell from the end game trailer, the the most recent one, that it took her a while to get there, right? Because mm-hmm. they had, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for Steve, but everyone has their appearance has changed. Well, no, the, even like, in the teaser scene, though, it, it yeah. It, it, it did look like it'd been a while. So yeah, yeah. I did gather yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've been working on it for weeks and nothing had changed. And then all of a sudden it just stopped doing what it was doing. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, well, she's in a different galaxy, right? So she like, has to yeah, also yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the jumps the that she would have. The range of it was actually like two to three galaxies away. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Um, possibly <laughs> is what they said. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, there are those two things. And he, there, there's this whole talk about how he thought that it wasn't big enough of an invasion that blah, blah, blah. He thought the Avengers could handle it. You know, that whole thing. That's why he picked it. That was actually the whole point. Based on their powers and whatnot. If this was ever ever going to work, they had to come together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair. fair. Which which is true. You know, he's sitting in the back like, just just fucking get here now. Just get here. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't this thing working? Why isn't it working? (laughs) Why is it just beep? Goddamn 90s technology. I don't don't see those as being, I don't know. uh, I don't see that as being a huge, huge plot hole for me in Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I do see why, like, at the event of Infinity Wars, Fury would definitely go for the beat on that as opposed to Target. Yeah, Yeah. people are just, like, disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole new... Oh, that yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, just but just for me, it was one of those. I sat there and I was I, that was the first thing that came to my head. It's like, why hasn't he used it before this? 
yeah no could I, they not maybe fix that somewhere too like could they not in in some line of dialogue it's if you oh, could yeah. be like i couldn't could. find anything no mm-hmm. they could they, they might be able to they, I, they probably will if people make a big <clears throat> about it they'll say well maybe yeah. there was some interference or something and it yeah. wasn't yeah. working yeah so and that's also based off the if fury comes back sure yeah well he he's he's in far from home sure but we'll, oh. we'll get to that in a minute because we'll get to that later on because there's some stuff I want to talk about yeah. with that. It's funny because you you see her you know fixing the pager and you're like, oh, cool. Maybe it's a two-way communicator. But no, it's just a pager. Yeah, Why don't you yeah. make it a yeah. communicator? Mm. That would have been easier. Like, you she know was what? able it's to because... turn a payphone into a communicator. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But you exactly. know what? Maybe it's because they just couldn't find a Game Boy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, continuing on on your plot hole, uh, uh, Matt, I, I think mm-hmm. one of the things to, that does bug me is there are other lines in previous films that also don't line up now. Now, of course, you know, obviously they didn't know this was going to happen, you know, so whatever, yeah. right? But, but I do think some of the lines in some of the previous movies are actually a little bit um, poorly affected by this now. Because Fury mm-hmm. himself, like during the Thor uh, film, is talking about how they were totally unprepared, you know, for like this type of thing, like God yeah. and things like that. So it sort of makes it a little bit strange that he's encountered, you know, like yeah. galactic type threats. But yeah. can't we're totally unprepared for this, except we were totally prepared for this. Yeah, and I then also even Black Widow. Go ahead. I w- sorry, I wonder if it's just purely that Thor is a name that he would have heard. Like he didn't expect a actual God to show up. Sure, sure. It's it's just like a little thing, right? It really isn't that important. I mean, even Black Widow says, you know, uh, uh, oh no, sorry, it's Black Widow says that we were not prepared and it was Fury. Mm -hmm. It was like really surprised by all this like supernatural stuff. But anyway, the the lines though that bug me now are Mm -hmm. from those movies though. And it's when uh, Fury, this is leading into another conversation, Mm -hmm. says, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Now we can go into the whole. He trusted the cat. He trusted. No, yeah. he actually so stupid. Well, no, but he actually did say. And I remember because I remember hearing about that. And like, I have to see what happens here. He actually went after he found out that Goose was a Flarkin. Again, spoiler alert. He said, "I'm gonna trust you're not gonna take my eye. Yeah, out. I, know, I take my I head know. off." Of me. I so know. he did. He used the word, "I'm gonna trust you won't." I kind of wish they had left it ambiguous because there was a couple times when you're watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, oh, is he gonna lose it? Is he gonna lose it?" And well, wasn't right after the not... uh, after yeah after the car accident when yeah. he's got his eye all patched up. He's like, "How's your eye?" And he's got all eyes up. He's like, "Oh, it's totally fine." Like yeah, that yeah. was totally meant to be. Yeah, yeah, a throwaway yeah, yeah. because they had the yeah. bit with Coulson where you're like he trusted Coulson, yeah, and lost his eye. But yeah, it's <clears throat> I think I think they wanted the uh, the goose bit there to be kind of a, a gag that didn't really land. Hmm. Yeah, like I think it was meant to be like, oh, it's funny because it was the cat that did that. All the other stuff, and then even later, Coulson's like, is it true that the entire Creed tortured you and took your eye out because you didn't <laughs> tell them what that's <laughs> was? He's like, I could neither confirm you know. I think yeah, that's yeah. he kind of wants to build up the mystique of it wasn't just an alien mm-hmm. cat that took mm-hmm. his eye out because it scratched sure. him randomly. Sure. Was anyone yeah. sad think- that Coulson wasn't in the movie as much as they put him in the promos? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he was in is, it for like four minutes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's I mean, but the, the it, whole it was marketing was like that though. Like everything they did with the marketing was, oh, everything's gonna be blockbuster and Game Boys and everything's gonna be Coulson. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was just yeah. No, I think it goes back to it was just a really poorly marketed film. Yeah. yeah. Trailers were terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I just want to add one more thing. So related mm-hmm. to the eye line, I guess the one other line, though, that is very adversely affected is that super cool line. I think it was in Winter Soldier when he lifts his eye patch and he goes, mm-hmm. you need to keep both eyes open. 
that line now sucks. <laughs> because that, <laughs> the other one yeah. about losing the eye is kind of funny now, but that that yeah. really super cool badass line is like. Mm-hmm. I never thought it was badass to be honest. No. <laughs> well, I, I like love Winter whole... Soldier, but no, I never yeah. thought that line was cool. Like that's the whole tone of what they've been building the past ten years, though. There's a lot of little throwbacks that they have like that. It's we're going to build it up to be crazy, and we're either going to keep it ambiguous or we're not going to keep it ambiguous, and it's going to end up being stupid because they've adopted this quirky sort of thing where it's not taking itself so seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't know. I kind of dig it. I think ser- superhero movies were so serious for so long. I like that little injection of humor. I don't know. I like the humor. Yeah. It it breaks up the the movie. Uh, you can't yeah. have it all serious all the time, or you get DC, mm-hmm. and then you just, yeah, I exactly. think that's yeah. and then you yeah. get you know Batman versus Superman and uh, <laughs> save Martha. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, there's one other thing uh, that happened in the movie and it's just, again, it's a very small thing, but I found it really, really irritating. Um, and I know you'll know the answer to this. What was Jude Law's character's name? Oh, oh my God. It was, um, <laughs> it was exactly. Yon Rog. And here's the other thing. And this is one of those, cause I actually didn't sit there with a stopwatch. It was about half an hour to 40 minutes into the movie before they say his name for the first time and yeah. the only time. I think they did that purely because they wanted people to be like, is this Marvel? Yeah. Like people I who are comic book people? Because they, they didn't talk about the, her being the scientist until around that time. Hmm. Uh, very true. But at the same time, they'd also, in all the promo material, they'd, and again, this is one of those, it's just, it was a marketing thing. They'd, you know, they'd said, you know, he's playing Yon-Rog. He's playing Yon-Rog. Jude Law's Yon-Rog. Because they were promoting the fact that Jude Law's in the movie, which is great. But if you then have the movie where they don't say what his freaking name is, it, I literally was like, okay, Jude Law's here. What's his character's name? I don't know. It's Jude Law. That's just that's his name. Put a hyphen in there. It's like another creed. It's Jude Law. It, it was um. So the, they didn't tell his name until the toy companies leaked out the the <laughs> toy the, companies. <laughs> you know the 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 cards on the on the action figure. Yeah. His name. Oh yeah. And then they're like, okay, he has Yon Rog, and everyone's yeah. like, oh uh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think uh like they tried to design the movie in such a way that you were meant to sort of wonder who he was, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a nice you know twist, yeah. you know. But but, I mean, but yeah, the yeah. toy company screwed it up. Yeah, and for me that was just one of those like it, it was very neat, but at the same time like they they. Just it was a throwaway, like you know. They, she said, like, "Oh well, Yonrog said this." And I was like, for a second, I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, it must be Jude Law because you referenced something that he had said." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if you're gonna try to do a fake out like that, make a bigger deal of the fact that it's not that he's not Marvel, that it's Yonrog, yeah. but then make like there was just no context for it. Like, you see him and he's training her. You're like, that's cool, but never once is anyone's name said, which I know is not how people talk normally. But he kept saying Vares, 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 Vares. Yeah, yeah, all the time, and you think she would at least once respond with his name. Yeah, she no, wasn't no, until I, I think she was conversing with she was conversing with I think Fury about it before she ever said his name. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Guys, I agree. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, ask you guys a question, especially those of you who have read the the comics, you know, the, the 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 plot twist in this movie, like the big twist. Oh, sure. Um, with, with regard to the uh, with <laughs> the Kree and the and the and the scrolls. All right, like, cool. is, is that? Is that part nope. of Marvel canon or? <laughs> no. 
Uh, not at all. Though that was actually no. a, a thing that at least me personally, I actually kind of enjoyed. Where they, I love they threw that a, change. Oh my god, it was so. They great. threw a, a twist mm-hmm. because typically, and again, I'll I'm gonna geek explain this just because there's no other way to do it in the do comics. It. For those that aren't aware, um, the the scrolls generally are considered very nefarious, very evil. Uh, they have their wonderful shape shifting powers, which makes them. You know, which in again in the movie they covered this very well, with their ability to sort of take on the form and the recent memories of anyone that they've seen. Uh, there's also a, a subsect of the scrolls called the super scrolls who can also take on the power sets of those that they come into contact with, which creates a whole world of trouble for all sorts of heroes. That's the um, whole reason of secret invasion, pretty yeah, much. Um, which is a storyline yeah, that yeah, many of us were suspecting would be following uh, this yeah. story arc, but we'll get into that. Crazy. We'll get very into much that. so. Well, yeah, well, yeah. we can go into that when we sort of hypothesize. Yeah. But, uh, but this time they actually flipped it on its, on its ear where the Kree were collectively just as bad as Ronan the Accuser was seen to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Apparently, just as a race, they're all that nasty and militaristic yeah. and egotistical and just generally shitty, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so shows like people, comic book people were like, yeah, um, when, when, uh, Ronan left. He was so bad that he left because he's left such a noble race, and that's why people mm-hmm. watching Guardians of the Galaxy one were like, "Yeah, obviously." And that's yeah. why what's his name um, was also yes. one of his buddies. Um, you know, Korath. the one that was on Korath. Yeah, Korath, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they had left because they didn't believe in the Kree philosophy of good, and yeah. they thought that you know more extremism has had to happen. Like so, the bombings mm-hmm. uh, were seemed like they were way more. Um, you know, appropriate for the Cree attitude in this. Yeah. yeah. Whereas people were like, oh, he left so he could do the bombings. Not so much. Um, right. The, giving, giving the scrolls some sympathetic, um, you know, backstories was actually really cool. Like, I thought that was mm-hmm. neat. Like, it, it, it was always weird that just in the comics, there's just this evil race of people. Yeah, right? it's, very, it's very old style it, it just, comics. It is. Well, could so, some of that also be like in our current sure. sort of political, geopolitical world that we live in? Like well, the refugees, idea that yeah, the refugees sure. are not as bad as you think they are. Kind of, yeah. Thing. That's yeah. don't don't read a book by its cover. That whole yeah. deal yeah. that seemed to be yeah. probably what was in the writing process. You know, when they wrote it a few months ago, and they thought this is really cutting edge. But yeah. well, I don't. I don't think they were trying to be cutting edge. Like they took they took away um, the scrolls from <laughs> Avengers One, right? Yeah, they couldn't use them mm-hmm. due to the whole mm-hmm. um, was it Fox? Yeah, Fox deal at the time. Fox, yeah. So these the Chitari, which was the ultimate version of the scrolls, yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing like if you're gonna introduce another a new race, you can't just add another one that's just totally evil like the Chitari. Yeah, yeah. It, it would just be redundant at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it gives an interesting um, spin too on Marvel and <laughs> Marvel. That sounds weird to say together. Um, <laughs> whereas, like, if if the Kree are generally just a good race in the comic book canon, you know, that's great, good for them. But having this sort of beautiful spin on it that this source of power was used to save a misunderstood race, it almost gives like more of a, a like a beautiful purity to like how she uses her powers and how she gets her powers and how she's going to use it later on yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that it was actually a scientist and because yeah. in the comics marvell is a warrior yeah. right she's mm-hmm. like super or he is this warrior 
soldier guy and to have her become a scientist that's just there to help people to end the war like she wants to end the war even in the comics she wants to or he wants to end the war but you know in different ways right yeah it's like it's like using science using thought versus your fist which is actually really nice to see in a movie yeah Mm -hmm. especially after a bunch of people just got disintegrated maybe Mm -hmm. let's not violence Mm -hmm. yeah nice way to kind of set it in the right course for endgame yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Absolutely. No, yeah, no, I definitely appreciate it. And I also want to give a definite shout out to the, I can't remember his name, oh which God. is shameful ben, me, the actor that played Ben Me- Mendelsohn. Yes. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, thank you. Uh, very, very very nice ones, Animal, yeah. like, I was just Animal Rogue Kingdom, ones. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, uh, yeah, I got to pull up Ready Player One whenever I can. Come on. I love Rogue One. Yeah, the consummate, yeah, too. consummate uh, villain gentleman of all other movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, and did such a great and it did a great job of playing you know two different roles because you know he played you know talos himself who was sort of the the laid-back wise-cracking aussie sounding scroll mm-hmm. and then when he took on the the form of fury's boss he was this very like uptight yeah. american you know pencil pusher for lack of a better term yeah and it was just beautiful to see because I, i'm like that's him i can see because you could see his face if you looked for it and it was so beautiful to watch this actor play the same character two mm-hmm. ways I, I loved that they let him have his Australian accent in the movie. That made me yeah. so happy. Yeah. And he, fought, I remember he fought reading about that. He fought to have that in there because he was trying to be like, no, like, I think this is, this is the appropriate accent for them. Cause you know, you, you don't have that kind of representation really anywhere. And to make it such a sympathetic, uh, an ultimately sympathetic race was yeah. kind of cool to see. And what are Australians but scrolls that lives far away in a, you know, <laughs> in a magical land exactly. where everything kills Oh, well, there you. goes our one Australian yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so laid back and they're so chill and they're misunderstood because it used to be a prison colony and now it's exactly. one of the most beautiful places on Earth. The Jeffrey, and now look, they have the, like the Hemsworths and yeah. all those beautiful <laughs> and, people. And the Hughes. <laughs> yeah. They're a land of beautiful, toned people. <laughs> <laughs> With majestic manes of hair. Exactly. How could we not love <laughs> How the Hemsworth? Even the misunderstood no. one. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So do, do any of us have any final thoughts on the film moving forward? Because we're about to, to jump into some interesting territory. Did, after this did we talk about the implications for the it, moving forward this is this is where we're about to that's where yeah, i was about anything to anything else anyone else wanted to add in huh. I, final, I th- final thoughts I, I thought that colson as the rookie was hilarious and mm-hmm. that he knew that he could trust yeah, that Fury, was a good right? relationship there was, yeah. some, there was something there that he like because mm-hmm. you see him the first time he comes up he's like this hardened professional already like he's mm-hmm. he's dealing with tony stark and can handle him and who can handle Tony Stark other than Pepper, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And that actually, then, there's the one thing, sorry, I don't mean to deviate. It was the no, other but, thing that created a plot hole, and it was a very small one, but it's one that very much annoyed me. How did Fury introduce himself the first time you see him on screen? Uh, something of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, yeah. Yes. I know they did. But in Iron Man, they the didn't have the acronym because yeah. they actually came up with the acronym. So that was, again, you know what? That, that, that Easter egg was a long time because when they did yeah. the Agent Carter TV show, they were calling each yeah, other. Yeah, I was going to say that's the problem. Yeah. In, in Carter, they already established that they did. Yeah. And they had, to have, they had to have him say that line once. You know, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. They had to say it. It was just, again, it was one of those things that was just kind of irritating because I'm like, yeah, you spent most of Iron Man as that little secondary or even tertiary story of them. You know, strategic homeland initiative, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. And we're going to call it Shield. 
and and, and really, like, ah, we were doing that for years. <laughs> and really, who knew how popular Iron Man would have gotten? Right, like yeah. comic books yeah. did yeah. not hit that level of the stratosphere. It's maybe it's the true. Dark Knight trilogy, but even at that point, like it, we had like, just gotten two really good Batman movies, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I can I can appreciate that they didn't necessarily have the foresight back then, but it's still one of those things that's like if you know you did it in that movie. Don't, don't start retconning things because it gets a little... For us hardcore fans, it can get a little irritating. Uh, yeah. The 2%. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say, if I can add so. a little bit about... Um, just to sort of build on what Eric was talking about earlier about wanting to show his daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, just, I, can't, I can't get over the, the, the idea that... Um, and obviously, there are idiots on the internet. This is the internet. That's what, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the idea that you can have a strong female character... And like, I want to be able to show my kids that you can have a strong female character and, and it, it doesn't need to be a big deal. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, that, that it doesn't matter if they're a male character or a female character. And obviously there were trolls on the internet that were all over this. They were angry. There's another female lead. And, and it's like, that, that's not the point of this. And I want to show my kids yeah. this because I, I want them to see that, that that's sort of the, the norm, the new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you I can also show. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I agree. That was the best part of it, especially especially after all of the lead up and the the outrage or whatever came into it, that you got into the movie and there was never a mention of it's a superhero and oh no, it's a woman. Like nobody yeah. cared. Mm, the yeah. and the only reference you get to it is that awesome soundtrack tidbit at the end. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a girl. And that's yeah. the only mention they ever make of it. And that's mm-hmm. what I loved about it. Is that something you can show to a girl and be like, you can be a superhero and people won't make a big deal about it. It's okay. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this the other night when we were talking about um, how Wonder Woman was mm-hmm. a great movie and all, mm-hmm. but there was still, she sort of still was hindered with Chris oh. Pine's character, right? Yeah. There, there's still yeah. that, there has to be a love story and they have to show mm-hmm. that the movie is going forward because they're falling in love or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if and you consider a, her her like Wonder Woman's like overly sexualized costume versus Captain Marvel's costume as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they they they, they could, at least yeah. the Captain Marvel one is fairly accurate. Then you know what? Mm-hmm. So is the Wonder Woman one. It's yeah. just how they yeah. they it's were shape. drawing them at the that time. Then, yeah. They 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 have done iterations of the Wonder Woman comic or Wonder Woman character with pants, but it just mm-hmm. it never really worked. They haven't they haven't hit it yeah. properly. Yeah, I think yet. Well, I mean, and the Wonder Woman one—it's—it's it's tricky too because it's supposed to be based off you know, Amazon Greek armor, yeah. Amazonian armor. Yeah. yeah. So you have to kind of stick true to the the backstory and the history of the character. Whereas with you know with Carol, again, it was like it's a crew yeah. space suit. Awesome. Yeah. That's what it looks like, and all all of their outfits looked almost identical. So it's like yeah. okay, that's just a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. And she tricked it out at the end to give herself the new colors, which I again really appreciated. That's like, okay, that's why it's like color. Did you love the colors? How they they actually did like the Marvel colors, like the gold and green. And yeah. All, oh man, the Easter yeah. eggs in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so but nerdy. the fact that that little girl knew how to operate no. the color change portion. Thank of you. Pretty efficiently too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure she just had a like a gradient on her arm and was like, oh, pick this one over here. I know yeah. color theory. I don't know. Obviously. You, <laughs> I'm eleven. Match though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given an iPhone there was like to a, a, yeah. like a two-year-old man. Outfit was right. Yeah. 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 And 
Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Okay, to be mind. fair, my, <laughs> but also, my five-month-old knows how to use my phone now for some reason. Yeah. I but also remembering that this was right. an 11-year-old in 1995 where the best thing she would have had access to was Windows Paint. Yeah. yeah. So Windows Paint is touch- very useful. A lot of Photoshop people now. Sure is. <laughs> but they would have had, she would have had no concept for like a touch screen, let alone how to pick color gradients by sliding your finger across. <laughs> it was... It was a it was a little uh, anachronistic for the I time think period. you forget about the whole uh, magna doodle type thing yeah. where you can use your finger. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's just yeah. say that it was a fun scene. Yeah, let's, let's it was it was very fun and very cute. A I little s- anachronistic, but what not the worst thing that happened in that movie. Could you imagine Captain Marvel with her swimsuit outfit? Like that would no. have been yeah, horrible. I was gonna say that would have yeah. There would have been riots. Yeah, like yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, in discussing like various female costumes, Marvels had some of the worst ones. So the, that they went mm-hmm. with the modern one, it was sort of the natural choice because it looks good and, yeah. and it suits mm-hmm. the military history that they've developed yeah. for her. So yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. great. And I appreciated that they didn't even try to do the the throwback to the Miss Marvel costume like they have done with some other mm-hmm. movies where they're like you know with Thor's helmet and all that. Where it's like here's a thing that they have, but they're not going to wear it the whole yeah. time. Like, they didn't. They just it was no. It was that oh, one outfit. Yeah. And that's what we're sticking with. I appreciated that they weren't, yeah. they didn't go for that Easter egg. No domino mask. Thank you. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. Um, although I, I have to say, I did appreciate that yes. the, when she was in space, like the space helmet that had the Mohawk built into it. The I Mohawk did appreciate was that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a nice little, a, a nice little Cree Easter egg that they threw in there that again, I, I thought was really cool and it, it made sense. Like they had it make sense as opposed it's to, it was to comics too. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Comics accurate, yeah. So. But that's what I mean. Like in the movie, it had a, it made logical sense that they would do it that way so that they could do that little shout out to the comics. For sure. So friends, now that we've discussed this movie, I guess the oh, next wait. thing we, Oh, can I do one more thing? Uh-huh. Yes. Can we talk about how amazing the tributes to Stan Lee were in this oh, movie. Sure, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. I had that written down and I forgot to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. So good. Going into the movie and you see the Marvel logo come up and then you see oh, Stan everywhere. I yeah. thought I was going to cry right before the movie starts. Yeah. I, I shed a and, tear for sure, one hundred percent. And Jen can attest oh. this. That's sorry. I, I know you can just hear me. I was just stop it. Just stop. Oh, stop yeah. it. When we were those people. Shut up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's not even thirty seconds in. Just stop oh. it. And then the thank you stand. I'm like, oh, oh dude, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. <sighs> um, and I I loved the fact that. Stan was a, and you know, the Kevin Smith has been very vocal about this, that, you know, 25, over 25 years ago, he was able to, to work with his hero on screen. And 25 years later, Stan was able to return yeah. the favor. Yeah. 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 And, was, and, was, and officially put Kevin in, Smith as existing in, in the MCU, Marvel universe. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. that connection, I still don't understand that connection. And my brain is still melting over it. And all yeah. Uh, I just, that's the one thing where I, I remember t- we talked about it after we saw the movie where I said, mm-hmm. is, you know, it's interesting because it, it creates a very unique paradox in that universe now, because if he was reading the Mallrats script, he was reading the dialogue he had in that, which means that Stan mm-hmm. Lee writes comic books in the Marvel universe about yeah. these care about these people. It doesn't have to be about these people. He could just be a comic book writer. Hmm? That's, yeah. what, no, that's why but, I was asking what lines does he say in Null Rats? We were trying to remember. He does he does say that line that they reference in the in the yeah. movie. Well yeah the true believer thing but it's yeah. the I think you no know, Jen was asking about the specific like what characters he references and I don't what think he actually talks about the other any of the reference. Avengers. No he talks about the Fantastic Four. Yeah and Spider oh, okay. well does he talk about Spider Man? 
Yes, no? he does. Does he? He has the whole speech. I guess I can't remember. Uh, he, he uh, talks, when, he was talking, when he was talking after he meets up with uh, T.S. When he's like, when he's like, yeah, you talked to him. He's like, yeah, he was just gave him oh, the, yeah. the vulture yeah. speech from Spider Man, whatever. So it means he's written Spider Man. Yeah, that's fair. So I think, but that's the Maybe. only one that Who he knows? references. Who knows? This could be but an alternate also, universe. He's also I, a watcher, right? That's so. what I said. I, I, gave, <laughs> I said it gave credence to my theory that Stanley is one of the watchers. Yeah. It's the only I, way that he would be able to write about those is if he was actually a watcher. I, I hope. Yeah. I hope. Fingers I, crossed. I still want them to show up more. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Well, and this is actually a very, very tidy segue into what I was going to talk about next and that, that Eric had started talking about, which is the, now that we've seen this movie, now all we have left, friends, is Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I thought this would be a nice little opportunity for us to kind of postulate, theorize, generally bullshit about what we think might be coming down the pipeline in Endgame. There's also Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's after, that's, that's post-Endgame, though. Endgame is, is really going to be the what defines yeah, yeah. anything that happens after it's that. It's true. It, it's 100%, especially since it's the last one of this phase. Yeah. Phase three. And, I mean, and if, if you go onto YouTube and you type in Endgame theories, you get like 20 billion... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. but ours are going to be the best. Yes, they are because we have <laughs> a gonna girl. Be, they're going to be the absolute best that are <laughs> all yeah, with the girl because <laughs> they're all boys. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Damn straight. <laughs> we'll call um, this wife cast. <laughs> um. All right. Like, where do you even want to start? Like, you there's know, so much. I'm going to throw my theory out there. We can sit there and tell me I'm insane or we can riff on that if like, we like, want Is that to. the plan? Are we, are we going to theorize as to where that movie's going or are we... We're talking yeah, just, how, how are they going to undo the damage of it? Like what, what, exactly. what could happen? Like what do, what, what, what do you could think? happen? There's, yeah. there's so much. <laughs> yeah. Time travel. Um, yeah. I'm going to put, put yeah. 10 bucks on time travel as well. Um, I'm, 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 the, the theory that I'm sitting on right now, just and this is because I've put a lot of thought into it because I work in a kitchen and I have a lot of spare time with my brain. Um, I think you're, what we're going to see, we're going to see a division of teams. We're going to see very likely uh, Hulk, Thor, and Carol go off after Thanos because they can deal with him real time. Right. And Hulk, I think Hulk's going to get his mojo back first. I, I feel like Hulk's going to get his mojo back. Plus, there's all that leaked stuff. Hmm? Okay. So, <laughs> no, I haven't no. seen it. None of us have seen it. So no, I haven't seen this. Nope. Mother Flarkin. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think what we're going to see is we're definitely going to see uh, the rest of the team using uh, oh, Scott Lang's access to the quantum realm to yeah. start mucking about with time. Because like they said, time works differently in the quantum realm. I think that we're going to see them all going back to different key points in their pasts to undo something that where they inv- were involved with one of the stones. Yeah. If they can all, if they can all, cause I mean, you, again, you see a lot of the footage, even the post credit that we saw at the end of captain Marvel, you see a very bearded, uh, Steve Rogers, but there are other shots in the, a lot of the trailers where he's very clean shaven. Yeah. The theory that I'm going off of is that they're going to end up going to different points in the past and tackling the stones at those points whilst the three that are off fighting Thanos deal with it real time. Because if you destroy the, point, the stones at two different points in time, it kind of undoes the timeline, but it undoes it in a way where 
people may not be able to go back and it will change things in such a way that what we could see is an actual resetting of the Marvel Universe. So... Hold where on. like, you know, you Steve Rogers either doesn't get trapped in ice or doesn't get taken out of the ice. Guardians don't form, et cetera, so on and so forth. But it resets it in a way where you can then move forward with if the, those actors that don't wish to return don't have to because they're in their different timelines. You know, basically the creation of an alternate timeline. Sure. Right. Interesting. Um, um, I then, wonder I mean, if that would be wise for them purely because then the implication is that a lot of them a lot of what has happened will not build forward in the story. You know, like if they create an alternate timeline, that's cool mm-hmm. that some of them might remember, but like mm-hmm. other mar- people won't. I feel like yeah. mantles have to be passed as we go into the next, the next. Yeah. Like, you can't keep another, like Tony Hawk can't Tony Hawk. Tony Stark can't be Iron Man you forever. Timeline At least Robert Downey Hawk. <laughs> um and like do we see him become the director of shield because samuel jackson is getting older right he can't be the head of shield forever and technically he's not because and he's been in hiding the since then so yeah. yeah and like steve and we all know that uh chris which chris is he pine. chris evans Pine is, is uh, Pine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Captain Chris Kirk. Pine. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris Pine. Evans has said his goodbye to Cap, and who knows? Like yeah. maybe maybe he goes to his timeline and uh, reunites with Peggy or whatnot. Maybe he dies in Caesar in a vision, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, but I feel like his mantle nice. needs to get passed on. Uh, I I have a very strong feeling that he's going to go back and and at the very least, Cap is going to go back in time, and and destroyed the tesseract back then because that's kind of been the yeah. end for everything and but he'll then either sacrifice himself or he'll be stuck back there and then yeah. you have bucky and falcon that can then go forward and they can either split the mantle or go because they have their spin-off show coming out that we yeah. know about so but doesn't yeah. that get rid of all of those superheroes then like, yeah that's the tesseract doesn't get, yeah. get rid of it yeah and that's get rid of the tesseract then there's no captain marvel and there's exactly. no yeah I, that's what, but that's what I mean is that it's it's going to be one of those things where it, anything that involves the destruction of the stones or any kind of time travel, it's going to have an effect on the Marvel universe as a whole. But do you think they're going to go that far back? Like, is it possible that they might just go back to the earlier parts of the Infinity War movie? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're, 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 there. there are people who are saying that at least they're going to go back to Avengers 1. Because yeah. you can see people like in the trailers wearing their old costumes. Yeah. From there's, then. The people are, there's a very heavy speculation. They go back to at least the battle of oh, New York. I'm glad I didn't watch this trailer yet. And yeah. Cause I'd pick up on a lot. But of that was stuff. in the first one. Was man. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and they kind of shut things down there. The, I, I don't know if they're going to destroy the, the stones in the past. I feel like it's going to be, um, because Gamora is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Nebula still has to do the thing that she did in the comics, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think she's part of the team that goes against. Well, yeah, Thanos. she's one of the if people left, right? So she definitely mm-hmm. needs to be on the forefront for this because it's her father, and there has to be something sure. there. Like yeah. I, I'm sure that Steve's gonna sacrifice himself for the greater good, which is his whole ethos that's and his, whatever. That's always been his that, thing. That is his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be down to to Nebula by yeah. by the end of it. Like everyone's yeah. everyone's staring theorizing that it has to be marvel that's going to be the, the yeah, person i hope you know, not actually takes them down the most. I, I, I think, think it's someone more be, personal i think she's going to be a game changer i don't yeah. think she's going to be the one that shuts it all down like she'll help that's t- the case, t- t- then, scales back right 
Yeah. yeah. Well, she'll be there for I, some kick-ass yeah. fight scenes. I know that. Yeah. that. yeah. She'll definitely 100%. be a heavy hitter. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we see uh, the Skrulls show up again, too. Yeah. Yeah, especially since she's been helping them for such a yeah. long time. Like the theory being that she spent all those years finding them a home world, that odds are very good she can contact them and bring them into the fold as well, too. But does that mean that Thanos, because he has um he has Ronin, or at least the the people connected with Ronan, does he bring in the the Kree? It would be interesting to see if they actually start a Kree Scrawl War. That could be a the new one, right? Yeah, and maybe that does lead into secret invasion. Who knows? Like, there, is, there could there could be good and bad scrolls. We don't yeah. know. There, there's there's. It's been twenty five years. There could be a splinter. They could have repopulated, and there could be a, a splinter group. It's like we want revenge now. And they're yeah. definitely trying to play the whole grayness of everyone, right? No one's mm-hmm. definitely good. No one's definitely bad. There's yeah. there's shades of everything there. Mm-hmm. Are you guys seeing the movie ending with basically all of the people that were dusted just returning? No, uh, I don't, no, think, I don't think so. Or no. if they do come back, I don't think they're going to last through the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I think halfway or at least three quarters of the way through, we're going to get most of those heroes back. If we're working I, I with think, the alternate timelines or going back in the past, I think we can get back some of them. Yeah. But if you're messing with the past, you're not going to get back all of them. I, I think the glove is going to. I think Thanos is going to lose the glove, and they're going to snap them back. And yeah, have them there for the battle, um, the big battle at the end. This last battle is going to be like an hour. We know, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> well, they already said the movie's going to be what, like three, three plus it's, hours. It's three plus hours. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, that's I'm fine with that. It, give me a five hour movie if you can. <laughs> if yeah. you have to. You know, give me a movie with an intermission. I will be glad to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just yeah, once you cross about the three and a half hour mark, give me an intermission though, because I'm gonna, everyone's going to need to get up and pee and stretch their legs and take in what they've seen. Like you know, treat it like theater because it, it is. It's grand scale theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, there's whatever the outcome is, I think at some point in time, uh, either the full gauntlet or at least one of the stones is going to get, is going to get goosed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just because like they've introduced the fact that you have this, you know, alien cat that has a pocket dimension in its stomach. They're going to use goose for something. But is goose going to still be alive? I guess we don't know. Um, like oh, life. <laughs> it's an alien expectancy yeah, it's of an a alien cat. So, I mean, I can't imagine that it's going to. Like they made a, a big to do of Goose. I don't think yeah. they're gonna just disappear as a plot device. I I hope this movie brings back people that we don't expect. Like we're expecting a lot of those people mm-hmm. back, but I feel like if they bring up even little people yeah. that yeah. we've seen in previous films. Well, uh, if you actually look at the movie poster, Gwyneth Paltrow's back. Yeah, well, they 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 announced that a long time ago. Yeah. Plus, um, you know, and he, I mean, we have the whole thing where he's talking to her in the beginning yeah. of that trailer. I but I mean, like, if we learned nothing from Infinity War, I mean, they brought Red Skull back, and everyone thought he was very dead. So there's that's true. I mean, they could, for all we know, they could bring Ronan back because just because he got dusted by the stone doesn't mean that he can't come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which all would also get Ultron shows up. <laughs> well, it, but it could create a very interesting situation where you know you have Thanos and he's able to snap back all their opponents at the same time. Like literally, they could reset everything and everything could come back at the same time. Then you think of the scope of that battle. Has most of the bad guys died in the movies? I can't remember. Pretty um, much, like all of them. Yeah, much, yeah. Like they're, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. all gone. Yeah, except for Captain Marvel's uh, Yon Rag. Yeah. And stuff like that, yeah. right? And he was and he was sent back, you know, to the Supreme Intelligence, which was kind of a nice little Yeah. You know, Are we seeing Loki around. coming back? No. No, I don't think he's so. not. He was he was very he was very much stabbed. He wasn't even 
gemmed. Yeah. He was just but, uh, but if we're talking about time travel and alternate timelines and stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean that that only the people that were dusted are going to be the yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like, think what? I think it's definitely possible, and it makes sense because again, he's got his spinoff show coming out, so it would make sense to introduce him somehow. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see Heimdall people again. Love he got a, mm-hmm. <laughs> Heimdall got the short end of a spear. Oh, yeah. just, it was sad, <laughs> and he was such yeah. a good, he was such a good character. And now yeah. look, but you know, Deadshot. Yeah, but he's moved on to bigger and better things. Deadshot. Yeah, bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Under under it's, God, it's God, a yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I I agree with most of what you guys said. I'm hoping. I don't want to give it too much thought. To be honest, to me, I think the most mm-hmm. satisfying solution would actually not be a straight up, you know, battle. It would actually be Thanos changing his mind. And I think that mm-hmm. yeah, I think all the things getting bored like he did in the comics. Well, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know how they would set it up in the films. I just mean to say that they will have all these things that will hopefully reintroduce characters from different time zones and time periods mm-hmm. back and that'll be a lot of fun and i think that that yeah. has to happen just because you know when i when i said last year that i thought infinity war was this amazing film i got a lot of pushback from people who weren't mcu fans and ultimately what made infinity war such a powerful movie was that it was the culmination of a 10-year cinematic event so in very much the mm-hmm. same way i think endgame it's got to just play into that you know it's just got to really Drop yeah. right back into the lore and all the characters from the past. So like what Eric was saying, yeah. lots of little tiny characters, that'll be fantastic. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think ultimately for me, it'd be most satisfying if, if after all of that, it's actually Thanos who makes the final decision. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like, especially since this is the big, the big end for their 10 year. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like they gotta, I don't feel like, I hope, I hope that they bring in some TV people. Like those uh, people got screwed so badly. Yeah. Know, but just seeing like the agents of shield in the background fighting, yeah. mm-hmm. like I don't need them to be yeah. forefront, but I want them to be at least, you know, and the like defenders. Daredevil or the defenders, yeah, like the, right? the defenders. They all got screwed. And especially yeah. at the end of the Netflix deal, yeah. like mm-hmm. they, they, they just got like, I would love to just see, you know how when you used to watch like the old cartoons and you see Spider-Man in the background just fighting, mm-hmm. right? You didn't yeah, have yeah. to say who it was. They're just like, hey, look, yeah. there's some cool little things back there. But if you saw Daredevil and Luke Cage and just in the back of the like mm-hmm. streets fighting, I, that'd be Actually, amazing. to that point, that yeah. is one thing I do hope happens. I hope when things get really, really crazy, we do see like alternate timeline versions of different characters get involved. And yeah. that's where they can like really like flex their like we own Fantastic Four and X Men now, you know, like and just well, throw in yeah, some like you know random. It would it would be kind of nice to see see cameos from those properties that they were able to acquire right before yeah. Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, I I think I think like again this is me pos, uh, postulating or whatever. Um, I think the the events of this film will maybe introduce the mutant gene into the mcu mm-hmm. i think yeah. that because so, of yeah. the implications of what happened with the gauntlet and what happened on earth and mm-hmm. moving forward that people maybe people all across the world have been affected in one way or another with the mm-hmm. with that gene being activated yeah yeah that'd be great i mean and it's it's interesting it's kind of to go off what steve said is that you know like infinity war was the culmination of of 10 years of filmmaking and it's going to be interesting to see whether they treat Endgame as the second half of that movie or if they see it as the start of another decade. Because yeah. they could it very could well treat both. this as the, yeah. It could they be could both. Treat this as could a, off both. That'd be the best. You know, yeah, and like very, if the end cool. was the film and then the post-credit was the beginning of the next 10, yeah. like they did with Iron Man 1, like that, mm-hmm. that Avengers initiative, just that line. Like, That's what started it. Sparked so much. Yeah. 
Like, well, and it's, I mean, they kind of have laid the seeds for that when with that one. And again, see, this is going to spoil it for Steve because he hasn't seen the trailer. Go ahead. That one la, little la, scene la, la. you see with um, Clint and his daughter. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pre haircut. Like, yeah. <laughs> Before the Mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Before he went all um, taxi driver. <laughs> uh, that's a good <laughs> reference. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that was nice. That was tidy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, think there's definitely. Do you think she's going to be Kate Bishop or at least the Kate Bishop of that MCU? I think she, I think so. Well, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. But the fact that they even thought to tease that was kind of a neat little Easter egg for a trailer. Whether she play, she could not even play a factor in this at all in any way, shape, or form. That's for the fans. It could literally just, yeah. Yeah. Well, it could literally just yeah. be like, you know, one of those, like they're all getting re- that. Like for me, the th- most beautiful thing would be if that was like a post credit scene. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where they gave you a post credit in the trailer just because like this is them getting the next generation ready like the young all, avengers yeah because they're all burnt out and they're tired and they've saved the world countless times like they're just like you know what we need to get the next generation ready because we're too f- old to deal with this can, can i ask a question uh for those who have read the comics um at least the captain uh, marvel or marvel comics in general they in the film they introduced monica rambo which was the little girl yep. right mm-hmm. she was the daughter of carol's best yes. friend um, yeah for those who don't know, Monica Rambeau is actually a superhero in them in the Marvel universe. Also, she mm-hmm. plays uh, Spectrum. She's also Captain Marvel, and she yeah. was Captain Marvel a as different, well. Um, she did take yeah, the, she took the name. she took the mantle yeah. for a bit. But yeah, yeah, she mm-hmm. goes by like four or five different names. But yeah, the Spectrum. She's currently Spectrum right now. Um, she was Photon. I think would be the most popular name for mm-hmm. her for the longest mm-hmm. time, and um, mm-hmm. she has powers capable, like or at least comparable to captain marvel in the film mm-hmm. in like energy blast and whatnot mm-hmm. um, based on the time that has been spent since captain marvel 1995 forward to 2019 mm-hmm. she would be about the age of that character mm-hmm. in the comics yep. now yep. Mm-hmm. thoughts yeah, they're definitely it, setting it, something up there they could definitely set something up there again it's one of those i mean in all the marvel movies they throw little easter eggs in where like stuff like that where if you know it it's kind of cool i didn't even know mm-hmm. that so that's kind of cool to learn yeah, right I'm now i'm surprised that you didn't know that <laughs> yes. uh, I, I, I half the battle yeah it's you know i read like again you know i read the comics but i tend to read the the big crossover events i don't delve too heavily into the the individual lines mm-hmm and a lot of the recent run stuff I'm not as familiar with, so it's not that shocking. But it's cool to see. For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good wrapping point, I think, there for us. Um, yeah. With, with the one minor inclusion, because we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it since we're talking about Marvel, uh, welcome back, James Gunn, to the MCU fold. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Did we want to go into this about th- that? Or you just want to um, leave it at that. I just I, I'm to happy. Get... I don't. I don't see how yeah, they could have done a Guardians without him. Yeah. No. Yeah, and the cast is happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Like some of Dave, the cast were threatening to leave if just uh, one. Dave, Dave Batista's <laughs> going to get a lot of work in the next year with those two movies. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You. You. He. He's going to be King Shark, isn't he? That's. Oh yeah. He, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I think he's pretty too. much all but said that that he's going to be King Shark in <laughs> the, the new Suicide Squad. Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no that's uh i think we can leave it there i mean it would be kind of silly to talk about far from home at this point until we've at least had a better look at what happens with mm-hmm. endgame mm-hmm. but i'm yeah. sure definitely at a later date once we've once we've seen endgame and we can sit there and, and fanboy over how fanboy and girl jen i'm including you too 
Because uh, like you, you know, I'm dragging. <laughs> yeah. We can fan individuals. Yeah. This is why you don't let me talk more often than not, guys. Jeez. It's true. Uh, why do you keep having me host this stuff? This is why yeah. I give him the podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll let Jen po- um, host next time. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll let Jen host the 1984 one. Yeah. One Woman 84. Hmm. I do that. I, I, I expect an, a wonderful soundtrack for that movie, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. I'm anticipating it great. But yeah, as always, you know, again, James Gunn back in the MCU fold. There's a brilliant pre- plethora of comic properties out there that we will give us weeks, if not months, of material to talk about down the pipeline. But I think for now, friends, I think we can kind of wrap it up pretty solidly right now. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. So any, fi- any final thoughts on anything, gentlemen and delightful lady? I am looking forward to phase four. I think phase three was and still is amazing. Yeah. I think I think phase four is gonna go way more in space, especially with the celestials or not the Eternals. celestials, um Eternals. Eternals showing up. There's gonna be some crazy, crazy things that I did not ex- ever expect to see on film go on that. No, not not celluloid, digital celluloid. Or I guess <laughs> I guess a hard drive. Um <laughs> I, I, I it, 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 it's amazing to think that we've come this far, like mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That this, this has happened in our lifetimes. That mm-hmm. we see, we see these little comic books that we used to read as kids, and people used to make fun of us about. And I, I'm not going to generalize that. People did do that to all of us. I'm pretty sure that read mm-hmm. comics. Um, and now look at how, look at how big it is. Like it's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's crazy. You go into Hot Topic. And just buy a Captain Marvel T-shirt. Who thought that was ever going to happen? Yeah, that's true. like that's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, it's 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 a good time to be a geek. All right, and how perfect. All right, well then, uh, <laughs> there's nothing left to do but thank you all for coming along. Uh, especially Jen, thank you for for jumping into this crazy field that you put up <laughs> with me doing every couple weeks. Hey, I like it too. Come this back. was great. This was like fun. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So thank you, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you liked what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.